All right. Well, to anybody who's okay. listening to this podcast, we appreciate you joining. Um, my name's Nick Stewart. I'll be one of your hosts here, um, co-hosting with my partner here, Sean Driscoll. Basically, we're going to take you through, you know, NBA fantasy, our takes on it. We both play fantasy basketball. We're going to go through our teams, go through hot topics in the NBA and, and kind of take it to there. from there. This is really just episode one, start of a journey. And I'll let Sean do a little introduction for himself and, and we'll jump right in. Yeah, hey, I'm I'm looking forward to getting started in this. Uh, my buddy Nick and I, we're going to be, like you said, just kind of discussing uh, just general topics, some little fantasy sprinkled in there, uh, and just kind of see where it goes. Big uh, big hoops head, so just see what oh, yeah. the conversation sounds like. Well, let's get right into it. You sent me a list of things kind of going through your head today. First thing on the list, surprises of the season so far. What do you got? Uh, I mean, to, to kick it off, I'd have to say the Jazz are my biggest surprise for what they're doing. Um, alongside Markinen, just uh, like Jordan Clarkson going insane. I know like at the start of the season, there was a whole conversation that, hey, they might trade him, they might bench him. You know, we didn't really know where it was going to go. And now we're looking at conversations of extensions and this and that. So that's it, you know, to see him take that jump and, and be in that conversation. And then the explosion of Markinen this year. It's uh, they're they're really surprising me with what they've done. Do you think it's it's a team that sticks around, or do you think Ainge is just going to start unloading and getting more picks and just doing well, what guys? I will say they have Danny Ainge running the running the helm, and the last time he had full control, you got the Boston Celtics, and they're probably going back to the championship. So I think people are discounting what he can do with the assets that he has at hand. Because yeah. they just have a ton of mid-level guys and some some higher guys that they could really move and make some splashes, whether in trades, um, free agency. They just have all the all the uh, leeway in the world to really do whatever they want. I think they could get a couple picks for um, marketing. But, I mean, they just got him, so they'll probably keep him around. But Jordan Clarkson, if I'm a contender, I mean, he's a fantastic guy to come off the bench and – lead a second un- unit and average 20 points a game. And I don't know. I just feel like he's worth the money, but not for the jazz in my opinion. Yeah, no, I, I definitely hear that. He, uh, I've heard, you know, whispers that the Lakers might want him, you know, a, a return to the Lakers. Uh, I could see it. Um, yeah. he, I could see him belonging there. That would be interesting for sure. Do you think on the topic of the Lakers being – I don't know if it would be called a surprise this season because of how last year went and a lot of old guys on the team, but I'm still kind of surprised that LeBron doesn't have his squad in in the playoffs right now. And I, I don't know if Clarkson's a guy that could get him over the top, but I think he could certainly help. I could definitely see him helping. Uh, like I agree. I don't think he's the guy that they – pick up Jordan Clarkson and all of a sudden they're three seed, you know, they've, they've got a lot of work to do. Um, But I I could see them potentially moving some people, someone like AD, the, uh, the amount of stuff they could get back for Anthony Davis is absurd because right now they're looking, they're kind of fucked. Like right now they're looking not great, but they also sold the farm for AD. Right. So their future is looking even bleaker than they are right now. Well, and I think if you if you sell 
Westbrook, AD, you get those guys. I mean, honestly, Westbrook's been having a pretty good year, so I don't even know if you need to get rid of him. But if you get rid of AD, like you said, you can get a lot back for that. And, I mean, even if we're talking fantasy, like I know a lot of people have been really disappointed with his production and his injuries. And I just don't think with LeBron's time he has left, I don't think he could be wasting these years with average squads like this. And I think he's going to start talking about that. I know he hasn't really made it a point to move yet, but I think give him another season like this. I mean, he's just wasting away. Like he could be winning championships somewhere. So like I'm with you, I think AD is a good person to move, but my surprise of the season so far in terms of good teams, definitely the Sacramento Kings. Yep. I mean, fifth in the West after being one of the worst teams in the NBA for multiple years. A lot of uh, criticism for getting rid of Halliburton. Shout out the Indiana Pacers. I am a huge Pacers fan. Um, but they got some, you know, some pieces back. Sabonis is a really solid anchor for them. De'Aaron Fox obviously is an animal. I mean, it's, yeah, it's no arguing there. there's no arguing there. My boy Kevin Herter, he's on the squad now, putting up some good numbers. I mean, they've got they've got good young pieces and a pretty good future ahead of them. I think. They got a lot of hate for the trades they made last year, but I mean, honestly, that trade worked out for both sides. Yeah, I haven't. I I can't think of another win-win trade uh, that's worked out that well in yeah. probably the last five, ten seasons. Honestly, agreed. I mean, it, it's it's actually crazy, but because the yeah. Pacers right now, I mean, they're sitting at six in the East. Nobody was even thinking they were going to win more than 15, 20 games this year, and they've already won twenty three. So. I think that's a very uh, interesting team too. A little biased, but no, I, I I definitely see like your your Pacers and the Kings are both teams that I saw maybe being fringe playing guys playing mm-hmm. teams, but here they are sitting five six in their in their respective conferences, and that's crazy to think about because both those teams have been pretty tragic for a long time now. Uh, the Pacers, it, maybe the PG days, that was the real last time that RIP. Yeah, yeah. had something to really, really pull for. So it's it's looking really bright for both teams. Yeah, I agree. I, I can't think of a trade that was win win like that in the any you know past ten years even. But I think it's pretty cool, and I think if we're talking even fantasy too, like a lot of a lot of people bought high on Ben Matherin on the Pacers. A lot of people, De'Aaron Fox, Sabonis, just in terms of fantasy, like the production from those guys, Halliburton even, like those two teams just being that young. Like I don't know if people were drafting high there, but I mean I had a couple people in my league, they took Ben Matherin early, and it's been paying off for them. Wow, yeah. I mean I uh, the highest – I got Halliburton in my draft at 22, and, you know, he's been – maybe one of the best point guards in the league this season, if not the best passer this season. His, right. his, his game, the leaps he's made from even last year, they are insane. Yeah, I think he'll be a, a generational player for the Pacers. I think he'll probably be up there with Reggie Miller on one of the best. I could see that. I have heard, uh, I saw on Twitter yesterday, after the Pacers and Toronto played, that OG may have been whispering in his ear like hey i want to i want to come over there dude bring him on that could be achieved do you think that's a move y'all can make definitely i mean he was a an indiana hoosier so he's familiar with the territory at least and i know he had interest in coming and playing for the pacers when he graduated 
from IU, but the Pacers drafted TJ Leaf in, instead, which Holy was insane. Boy. Yeah. Absolutely insane. The one thing that worries me is OG in terms of his production and his defense, they're asking a very high price. Yep. Now we do have some pieces to give away. Do I want to give them away? Like Miles Turner, who's been on the trade block for 10 years now, and Buddy Healed. I, I fell in love with Buddy five years ago and I'm, you know, back in love with him again now that he's on my team. Yeah. I don't want him to go, but it's like if we got rid of Buddy and Miles and maybe a first round, we could probably get a guy like OG and maybe another piece. But I mean, when it comes to y'all's team, you have so many guards that are, are, yeah. You know, exceptional. Even even uh Nemhart going crazy this year. Um, you know, he, steals in the draft. Absolutely. When when he gets the opportunity, like there's no you know, there's no stopping him. He's got a game winner under his belt and you right. know, nobody I don't think anybody expected too much from him coming in. Agreed. Yeah, I, I'm pretty surprised with his production. I think a lot of people are. He was definitely one of the bigger pickups for us. You know, later pick. He kind of fell a little bit and we got lucky. But we do have a lot of guards, you know, TJ McConnell, Aaron Neesmith, Matherin, Tyrese Halberton, Nembard, Duarte's been hurt. He's more of a three sometimes, but we could get rid of some people if we wanted to bring OG in. And I think I think we could make that happen. Absolutely. But but y'all's uh y'all's boy, uh Josh, Josh uh shoot, why am I blanking on his name? Um from from Phoenix. Jalen Smith. Jalen Smith, yeah, He's man. I, I got him in the draft. I, I had high expectations because in previous seasons, he's gotten a little bit of time. Yeah. He's really out. But this year, he's just been atrocious on the court. Like, he's hard to watch, and he looks kind of flustered a lot of times. He got paid, um, and I don't think, obviously, that affected his mentality. But, you know, I think the first year after a guy like that makes some good money, it it can get a little dicey, and production can go down a little bit. and. They get comfortable. I'm still high on him. I think, you know, I wouldn't drop him if I were you. I would I would hold on, I think, as we get later in the season. And if we do get rid of Miles, which, I mean, I feel like that's been any day now because, I mean, he is at – Miles is kind of like at a high price right now because he's playing so well. So now's the time to sell. And if we do get rid of him, I think Jalen Smith's production will, will go pretty high, and I think fantasy owners will be happy with that. That's true. That's true. <laughs> It's uh, it's been a rough go. I I held yeah. on. To, I couldn't hold on to him for for too much longer. I had to get rid of him. But he's uh, it, like you said, if if they do end up moving Miles, and that he has a totally open path to be the starting four there. Right. In terms of uh, other rookies in your in your fantasy league, did you see people buying high on Paolo early? So I I figured they would, but I'll admit I didn't think Paolo was going to be who he is right now. I was not sold on his game. I, I thought Jabari Smith was going to be the guy this year. Yeah. And I might be a little biased being an Auburn guy, but when you watched him in college, he just looked so NBA ready. And it's not right. to say he's been bad, but I didn't see Paolo being who he is compared to some of the other guys coming in. Yeah, I mean, he's going absolutely berserk, averaging over 20 a game, six rebounds, over three assists. He's almost at four assists and seven rebounds. I mean, it's just like – I, I, for me personally, I really wanted us to trade up and draft him because I felt like he was almost like a LeBron esque in terms of just the force he had mm. and just like the way he can move slowly and still 
finish without anybody like near him. I don't yeah. know. That, that was always something where he, I mean, he got drafted top 30 in my, in my league and it's been wow. paying, paying off <laughs> for that team for sure. That's correct. I think, I think Paolo went maybe 80th, 80, 81st maybe in our draft, which is still for me when I saw 80, part of the reason I didn't think he was going to do as hot or as well as he has been is because he went to the magic and they're just so backlogged with so many fours and fives. Right. Jonathan Isaac's about to come back. It's uh, I didn't know if the pathway would be there for him to excel like he has. Well, and that's the thing too, about even um, Jabari Smith is like, I'm wondering if the reason why he's not what he should be is because he's washing away in Houston. Yeah. No, you got guys like Tyree Eason who, when they get the opportunity, they really show out. But yeah. they have they have Jabari, probably playing twenty five plus minutes, and he's shooting, you know, thirty percent. And you know, he could be getting more boards, and his steals have not been at all what I expected this season. And that's the other thing too is I think once he starts playing thirty two, thirty three minutes a game, maybe more, that's when we'll see the production. And obviously, it's tough to be good when you've got probably five guys, Jalen Green, Kenyon Jr., Eric Gordon's been fucking doing it. They're all just trying to get their touches and get their money. Like Kevin Porter Jr. I mean, it's just like those guys are there to to go get contracts other places. I don't think anybody's trying to win or try to make it a better franchise, and that's going to show on a young guy like that. Absolutely. Eric Gordon said it best. There's no improvement. Since the start of the season – They've been just as shitty as when when it started. But yep. that said, they're a fun team to watch. I you know, I do love they watching Jalen Green do some stuff. Yeah, it's it's great watching them, but God, yeah. it's awful hoops. It really is. And, and you know, hopefully he can turn it around and hopefully that franchise can turn around. I don't know why they haven't got rid of Eric Gordon yet. I love Eric Gordon. He went to my high school, Indianapolis boy. But I mean, he's he needs to go play for a contender honestly he's a great fucking piece yeah great six man like he'll come off the bench and absolutely like captain a second unit you know it's just yep and he's one of those guys that their ego isn't an issue he'll he'll go out there and do what you need him to do which right. is huge you can't say that, that for every single guy in the league yeah agreed and i i will say just touching back on the lakers i'm surprised russell westbrook did it finally accept that six man role I'm surprised yeah. he swallowed his pride and took it. And as soon as he did, he's just he's resurged as as just a, a fantastic basketball player again. Fantastic basketball player, excellent fantasy player. I have him on my squad. I mean, he just he produces. It's just one of those things that's so hard to watch because everyone knows he's so good. And even last year, everyone was like, "Oh, he's like like he's horrible. He's having the worst season ever." He was still averaging like 16 a game, like. Yeah. He assist like seven. He was shooting like in the toilet, but you know we we won't talk about that. He's right. Know, well, and then you know the losses aren't his fault. Like let's let's be honest, the Lakers and as a whole are a mess. And like I agree with you though. Like I'm very surprised that he kind of just put his head down after the haters, and he's back to averaging fifteen, seven, and six, and just being a very good role player. So. I agree with you there. I, I think one thing, one topic you had written down that you wanted to talk about was players that were having down seasons. Yeah. Who in your mind is 
is a disappointment right now. Hmm. There, uh, I number one off the top of my head is Rudy Gobert. Rudy yeah. has I've I've always been a big I like Rudy. You know I love some hard nosed defense. I love rebounds. I love I just love that classic big man game. That's one of my favorite parts of the basketball. So watching him struggle to get ten rebounds and and two blocks, you know it <laughs> blows my mind because he he's just he should be out there being a force, but instead the combination of him and Cat hasn't worked out now cat's been out for a while and even still rudy hasn't really done that much so it's it's weird to see because you would assume that two big guys holding down in the paint maybe not offensively but at least on the defensive end it would it would mesh to do something but it really hasn't and that's really surprising me to see that i think the timberwolves in general are kind of a disappointment in in my eyes um d-low's been bad he started off really bad. He's starting to turn it around a little bit. It seems like Rudy Gobert's starting to turn it around a little bit too, but Anthony Edwards, you know, that's all we heard about last year. Haven't really heard a lot about him this year. So in my in, in my opinion, I think their team in general has just been disappointing. Yeah. Um, they, they don't have really any cohesion, it feels like. It's just all – I don't see how their games all complement each other. Right. It it feels like they just have a bunch of good basketball players thrown on a team, but they're not meshing. It's not yeah. it's not working out. And you know, the more you say that too, the more I think, uh, I guess it kind of makes sense that they're like the ninth seed in the West. Like I feel like that makes sense with all they have going on. They like you said, they there's no team chemistry, there's no playing off each other. It's just okay, who's gonna come down and score? And Delo's always been like that, in my opinion. He's never been, uh, you know, let's play off each other and, and win for each other kind of guy. It seems like he's always just been a, I'm going to score 20 points tonight and get 10, 10 assists and then call it, you know? I was just thinking that him in Brooklyn, that's who he was. He, I mean, he was the man. He had some great highlights, and that was a really fun team to watch. But once again, other than the bench unit going crazy for a highlight, there wasn't any cohesion. And if you run your whole offense through D'Lo – you're probably not going to win too many basketball games. Right. Yeah, and I would say, you know, the T-Wolves, D'Lo, everybody we just talked about, and then also in the Western Conference for me, that's been a disappointment, and everyone I'm sure has been talking about this is the Phoenix Suns. Mm -hmm. I just can't believe that it's gotten to the point it has. Mainly DeAndre Ayton, in my opinion, because he was the big trade talk, trade buzz, contract buzz at the end of the last season. Pacers were a team that were going to get him. And honestly, I don't, I'm not sure how I feel still if we should have got him or not. But like, they just paid him a shitload of money and he is not producing anything. Yeah. Well, I don't understand why they did bring him back because from what I remember last season, it wasn't working out. He didn't want to be there, they didn't want him there. So I don't understand why they all of a sudden were like, yeah, we'll give you a max. Come on back. And we're still not going to use you. I don't, I don't understand why. And I I think he's being less aggressive than he should be because he's in a place that he doesn't want to be. It's hostile. I mean, I I personally have been the biggest Chris Paul hater my entire life. I don't think he is an asset to any team. I don't think he's ever going to win a title. That's just how I feel about Chris Paul. And, I feel like he's a toxic leader in, in the fact of he's on the bench laughing with Booker and some other guys when Aiden's missing free throws, he's on the bench 
looking like he's not even paying attention when he's not in the game. It's just like one of those things he's like, I'm a veteran. I know I'm really good. I'll put up numbers, but he's not. I, I, personally, I don't think he's going to get them anywhere, and I think he's part of the problem. Yeah, no, I, I've, you know, CP, one of the best point guards of all time, but not maybe one of the best teammates. Right. And even when they made it to the finals, that felt like a fluke to me that they were even there. It didn't feel like they belonged there when it came to some of the other teams in the league that season. And it's sad because, like, Booker's unreal. Yeah. Like, you can't look past that, but it's just they should be a top three team in the West, and they're not. And that's just disappointing because they've been the same. I think the problem is they've been the same team the past three or four years. They haven't changed at all. The the biggest thing is probably Jay Crowder not there anymore. That's probably the big – and that's not a positive. Jay Crowder influences winning basketball. Right. So it's it's wild to yeah they haven't really made any moves. Agreed. I I we'll see what happens with them. I think they could probably turn it around and move up. I don't know. Everything seems pretty tight right now, and I feel like it's going to change a little bit. One thing that doesn't seem like it's going to change, and we can go into MVP conversations now if we want to, and talk about who we think has been the best in fantasy this year. I'm biased because he's on my roster, but Luca. Hands down. I mean, dude, it's just disgusting what he's doing to the NBA right now. Like, it's insane. I, I've never seen anything like it. It's every night me and I share my fantasy team with one of one of my cousins. And every night we're like, okay, we need a big night out of the team. And Luca like scores triple what, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's, it's just like, he's good for three guys. We yep. can have two people be awful. And he puts up 70 fantasy points a game. Like, the only other person that's done anything like this, you could breathe Giannis, but Jokic yeah. for the past two, three seasons. And that's the that's other the- one. Does Jokic, I mean, the Nuggets are the best team in the NBA again. He's probably- I got to I gotta put myself in there in that conversation. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll see at the end. When I say best team in the NBA, I'm regular season. Are the Nuggets going to make the NBA Finals? Probably not. That's just how it goes every year. But like yeah. Celtics, yeah, you guys are nice. Let, I mean, you can't beat your roster. You can't beat your depth. It's just yeah, – They might be the deepest roster in the NBA at the moment, and that's despite having uh, old boy Danilo go down with a with a torn ACL or whatever he did. You know, yeah. that's – so it, it is – it's fun to see it happen. Because I, I remember days it was Xander Bogarts and uh, Chris Humphreys being our top scorers, so it's it's, it's nice it's nice to see. And you got the vets too. I mean, you've got Blake Griffin, Al Horford, Malcolm Brogdon, Gallinari, who's hurt but still there. Yeah, it's just like all these young guys. Like obviously Tatum and Brown have proven themselves; they're legit. But the fact that they have these old heads coming in and mentoring them you even got marcus smart who's considered an old head now like yeah which is why i i still remember the day he was drafted i bought his yeah. shirt you know i, I love smart <laughs> he's a dog I, I will say one of my biggest surprises and it transfers from last year to this year is the shooting improvement of grant williams yep. he went from a, a, a near 30 percent shooter to 45 almost 50 percent from three and i you know you never see that kind of improvement especially from a dude who looks like he should not be in the NBA. He looks like he'd be tearing up to rec league. Exactly. Yeah, you know, just in the paint, big ball. He looks like fucking Gershon Yabuzela. Do you remember yeah. that? <laughs> yeah. 
he doesn't look like he should be out there, but he yeah, is. Exactly. Yeah, and then you go back even a, a few years, people were kind of laughing that he got drafted the way he yeah. did. So I, I think he was a first round pick at that. Yep. And that's, I guess, was that Ainge? Was Ainge around for that? It was Ainge. Ainge, yeah. Ainge has laid the whole blueprint, which is why I have so much faith in Utah and what he had. People, I think people forget. I, I just think they forget. I think that's, I think it's fair because even if you're not a part of an organization like the Celtics and you're not a part of their fan base, you're going to forget a guy like that because in my head, like I don't, think about Danny Ainge just never comes to mind yeah but for you it's like you're gonna follow him wherever he goes in the NBA because of what he did for your franchise so exactly and he's already made some of those moves with with all the picks he's acquired when he first got to Utah moving Donovan Mitchell moving Gobert uh acquired <laughs> Vanderbilt you know all this stuff well and speaking of Donovan Mitchell ah. that guy he has it yeah, he's got he's he's a special player, you know, and, and Cleveland Cleveland made the smart move acquiring him to pair him with with Garland and just honestly, they have so many pieces right now. It's crazy. And I think too like even we're talking, you know, we're going to do a stat line of the week. If we back up a, a week ago, he put up 71 11 and 8. Yeah. With a block. I I mean, I don't maybe know. one of the best stat lines from a guard ever. Yeah, like, I mean, 102 fantasy points, at least in my league. I mean, that's just – that's unreal. Yeah. Fantasy owners are happy with him. He just put up 70 points last night. Yep. Yes, he did. I'll, I'll admit, I didn't know how it would work playing along uh, Garland and, and having to get touches with Mobley there and mm-hmm. Allen. Not that they would affect his shooting, but they still need their touches, and I wasn't sure how that would play out. Well, Karis but... LaVerse there, too. Are they, I mean, they had – the the – it's actually kind of crazy. The Cavs have a very deep roster. Mm-hmm. Like, and Ricky Rubio is about to come back. Any day I mean, now. It's just one of those things. I feel like they should be better. I mean, they, they are the fifth seed, and they've improved, obviously, in, in, in an insane amount. Jared Allen's there, too. It's just like, I feel like they should be a little better. I guess the NBA is just tough, man. It's just tough. It, I, I can't remember the last time the NBA was as stacked as it was. Nice. I mean, you look at some of the worst players on these rosters right now, and they tear up at almost any other era. Oh, yes. It's, it's the the combination of what you need plus the skills that have evolved with the game. Like, these kids, they grew up watching Kobe. They grew up watching Braun. And now they're here, and they're taking what they learned, but also applying their new moves, whatever. Yeah, it's evolved. I, I think it's cool to see, too, like the – you mentioned this – in, in the note you sent me, the East versus the West power flip. Yeah. The East was so bad for so long that they had all these draft picks stacked up and they kept getting these good players. And eventually players from the West wanted to come play on teams in the East because they were tired of these Western Conference teams. It's just crazy to see the flip. Like the Western Conference is not as good as Eastern Conference right now, in my opinion. No, I, I you'd be hard-pressed to make an argument for it. Yeah. I think now – the Nuggets, the Grizzlies, the Matt, Luca would just tear up the Eastern Conference. But I think the top four teams in the West could probably, besides, I mean, Celtics and next. Honestly, no, I can't even make the argument. I can't. <laughs> the Eastern Conference is that much better. Probably one through five. I mean, one of the one of the worst contending teams right now, I would say, is the Bulls, and even even they're looking great at the moment. 
they they had a kind of rough start, but Zach Levine has been absolutely on fire lately. He's, you know, came off a one or two different 40 ball games. He, he had 11 threes just two games ago, three games ago. He's, he's, Zach Levine's insane. Yeah, he, he's, I think, a slept on shooting guard at the moment. Yeah, his last three games, he put up 41 against the Sixers, 36 against the Jazz, and 27 against the Celtics. Okay, yeah. And he's shooting uh, 46 from the field, 46% from the field. Yeah, so he's having a hell of a year, 40% from three. He's, yep. But he's one of those guys where I don't think he's winning games for them. And I don't no. think he ever will be like a franchise superstar that's going to be – we're going to be losing games if we don't have him playing. Yeah, he's definitely one of those guys that if he's not your number one option, he's going to be helpful. But if you're trying to run through him, yeah, it's it's almost on the same level as a as a Brooklyn D'Lo. Just he's going to be he's going to be great, but he's not going to get you where you want to go. Now that brings me to a question: Do you do you trade him when he's this like hot and he's this high uh-huh. on people's radars? I mean, the Bulls either need to like unload, yeah, or win now because they have four max contract players on their team. Yep. So, Plus they have well. I believe they could move them, but the question is, what would they move them for? If they want to dismantle, then yeah, move for picks, move for young guys, sure. And, and I don't see why they might not. To be honest, I don't. I don't know if Rosen, Levine, and Vooch are winning you anything. I, to be honest, I love them. I love that court, but you know, when you go up against a KD and a Kyrie and Demar Derozan, you have to, you know, like it's. It looked great on paper for sure. Yeah. Like whoever was in charge of bringing those guys in did a great job. Yep. But you also have to load up on shooters and skill players around them, and that's just. I well, love, do you, love do you think if Lonzo? Do you think if Lonzo was still there, do you think that would? If Lonzo's, if Lonzo's healthy, I think they're a top five team in the NBA. If Lonzo's okay. healthy. Because he's, I mean, he can make a huge difference. Yeah. And there's someone who is Caruso starting as point guard right now? Like, who's starting point guard for them? Kobe White? Maybe Ayo. Ayo Dasu Moon. Yeah. Moon, and even or... him, like, I mean, he's good, but he's not great. Oh, boy, Dasunmu. <laughs> After I botched the name there. I, you know, <laughs> he's, 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 I like him. I had him last year, and, you know, he popped off for me when DeRozan was out and yeah. Levine was out. When he's given the opportunity, he can put up huge numbers on great efficiency. And I think that could be a guy that they, I don't want to say lean on, but keep him around maybe because he's young. He's a young guy. And they've got a guy like Patrick Williams too. He can, yeah. he still needs to develop, but he should be good. Drogic's on their roster. I don't even know if he's getting minutes. He's Lately he's been getting probably like 15, 20, somewhere around there. But that's that's – comes with the so, territory of injuries. If I'm the Bulls, I'm trading I'm probably trading Drogic and maybe maybe Caruso or or Kobe White for yeah. Clarkson and and I mean Chicago would have to give them some picks too, but I would be trying to get a guy like Clarkson because if he could come in, lead your bench or even a guy like Eric Gordon, like yeah. Let's get some people like that in in the organization. Otherwise, I mean, because they're just relying on their starting five. And in today's NBA, you can't rely on a starting five. 
No, you need that deep bench. Right. So even, even like uh, in Milwaukee, they have a guy like Bobby Portis coming off the bench, and that guy's going to give you a cool fourteen and ten. Love Bobby Portis sprinkled in there. Yeah, OBP. He's got that. He's got that million mile stare, but yeah. <laughs> well, it's weird. The Bucks are a weird team because, like, as bad as they have been offensively, they're still winning games. Mm. I guess that's just Giannis, but like. Yeah, can't shoot a free throw. So if a team just fouls him, like that's they're gonna get by there. Yeah, I just don't know if they're if they they could win another title. Like, I just don't. I don't think that's possible. I the only reason I w- I wouldn't say that is because of Giannis. Giannis is yeah, you know he's he's historic. The stuff he does, the way he's built, the way he plays the game, that. When was the last time somebody graced the league that was his size, his athleticism, but right. also could pass the ball like that? Yeah. No, I and, and he's he started to shoot a little, you know. I yeah. if he, he could get a jumper, it'd be just absolutely mayhem. He's worked on it and it's I'm not gonna say it's gotten there, but it's improved. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. improved. Yeah, gotten there would have been generous, but it definitely yeah. has improved. I would agree. If he can start making free throws, my my this is my fear for the Bucks. Chris Middleton leaves because he could probably get a ton of money elsewhere, even though yeah. they didn't pay him a lot. I mean, he, my concern though is he leaves, gets maybe traded to a contender or leaves for a contender more so than the Bucks. It's just, it does, it seems like that Middleton relationship is kind of done with the Bucks in terms of like every year he gets hurt and everyone's blaming him for them not winning the finals. Let's be honest, Middleton's healthy and his best. Like they're that finals team that won the final. You know, it's just like I was well, they played the Suns for their, their championship. And yeah, I guess that's true. And I I'm not one to discount a championship. Like even when it comes to the Lakers bubble one, I don't say, oh, it's a bubble champ. Everybody right. was playing in that in that environment. Right. So the best team came out. Same as that year. But that said, they beat the Suns. So, you know, it's – it's uh, I could see them getting back there because Giannis is who he is, and they have Drew Holiday, and, you know, Drew Holiday is an elite vet. He's in incredible defense that rivals some of the best in the league yep. on the perimeter. Giannis is Giannis. And if Middleton can come back and start doing anything, because he's played like seven games this season, you know, he, but if he can come back, I could see them making a run. Yeah, he. I think he just recently came back, and he hasn't really produced much. But I mean, he usually is off to a slow start, and then he gets going. I feel yeah. like the All Star break is like his turning point every year. He just goes off after that. But I hope so. I have him on my fantasy, so I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping he comes back. Yeah. How early did you take him there? I made a trade for him. I sent. Uh, I traded Keldon Johnson Jr. or Keldon Johnson. He's not a junior, but yeah. I traded him. He's nice. He is, but he's he's been kind of kind of iffy. the The tank is real. Any team that's sitting under four hundred right now, they're making moves to tank. Yeah, I agree. And he'll put up numbers, but towards yeah. the end of the season, it will probably go down. We I actually had him on my team too, and I traded Keldon Johnson. This was a deal we had for we got Kevin Durant in this deal. We had I oh actually no this was a different one okay so I had Keldon Johnson DeAndre Ayton 
and I traded them for Bradley Beal and Nurkic. Okay. And then we flipped Bradley Beal as a part of a deal for Durant. Nice. Okay. So we traded Bradley Beal and Benedict Matherin. Oh, wait. Fuck. Sorry, dude. That was the wrong one. <laughs> so many trades in my league so far. People just have been kind of panic trading. Yeah. So we so we traded Bradley Beal and Zion for Durant and Kevin Herter. Had to get my boy Herter on the team, but gotta throw him in there. Yeah. Hey, that's actually crazy that you traded Keldon for Beal because I did the same thing in my league before no the season. Swear, yeah. I moved when we first started. I traded Keldon for Beal, and then later in the season, I moved Beal and Trey Murphy for Jalen Brown, and it's uh. That's been working out for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say so. I feel like Beal is one of those guys that he's going to put up numbers, but like he makes so much money and the Wizards are so bad that it's just like. They're they're terrible. And I don't understand necessarily why, but they just can never seem to get over that hump of being mediocre. Yeah, I agree. It's It's just one of those things where they're a bad basketball town, in my opinion. I don't know. It just doesn't work out. John Wall, that never worked out. It's just how it is. But I would say, I guess one more disappointment that I just remembered when we started talking about the Wizards this year is the Raptors. They've been mm-hmm. bad. And they have a really good roster, in my opinion. Yeah. I will say there's no, like, I mean, Siakam's a star, but, like, he's not like the other superstars. It's just a little different. Yep. Scotty Barnes has been great. Van Fleet's good. OG's been great. We were talking about him earlier and like what it would take to get him, like a lot of pieces. I heard yep. they were going to move Gary Trent Jr., but they have like guys like Otto Porter. I, I just, I guess maybe it's just their starting five and they're not deep enough, but they've been disappointed because they're always a contender in the, in the East well, every year. Yeah, know? yeah. So I don't That's, know. So I, do you think they blow it up? They I, I can see them blowing it up very soon. They have to. I at this point, trade OG, you'll get a shit ton of stuff for him. Yeah. Trade a guy like Gary, Gary Trent Jr. There's no reason for him to be on your roster. Van Fleet turned down an extension, so they might even trade him. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, they offered him, I think it was like 115 mil, but he thinks he's gonna get more in free agency. Um, no, he might be hard pressed to find a little more money than that. He's got yeah. he's made of glass right now. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, but I mean, even like Scotty Barnes, like, do you move a guy like Scotty Barnes? He's nice. He is. He, I could see them keeping Scotty around. I could see them moving Spice CP, uh, Fred Van Vliet. I could see them keeping OG, uh, an OG yeah. Scotty combination that could be lethal. Yeah, I mean, truly. And he and Scotty Barnes has been great in fantasy this year for anybody who picked him up. He was yeah. shot for 33rd in my league, which was – I was surprised by that, but I guess it's turned out pretty well for him. Yeah, he's – I mean, he's – even last year, I remember he just came out the gates with a double-double, first first game of his uh, whole career. You yeah. know, he, he's just that guy. He, he knows how to play. He's got the frame, and he's got the IQ to really make good plays. To, uh, I don't want to say underrated, but a bad passer. You know, he's – yeah, just out there doing his thing. So it's 
it's good to see. It's uh, but he's also a sophomore, so he's got plenty of yeah, time. Yeah, I mean he's he's got plenty of time to figure it out. Like, I mean, there's probably so many guys that we could point out in the NBA that were awful their first couple of years in the NBA, and now they're role players. To mind. Yep. That's yeah, a big one. He was trash for six years. Yeah. <laughs> it was a long time before he really became who he is. But even he like, like, I feel like even like a guy like Lonzo, like he was talked down on his first couple seasons and then he really took off. And I don't know. When it comes to Lonzo, I don't know how I feel about him because he hasn't had a fully healthy season right. since his rookie year. So it's really, yeah. it's hard to see what his full potential could be. His little brother is pretty fucking good. We'll say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, knows it. But the Hornets are a mess. They I are like mess. Everything about them. They just – they have no veterans in that locker room to really talk. Like, their number one vet is Gordon Hayward, and apparently he's he's getting influenced by all of them. Did you yeah. – I mean, you saw that trash haircut he got a couple months yep. ago. You know, like, that's your guy. That's yeah. He's another indie guy. I got to stand by him. I'll, I'll defend Gordon. I'll defend Gordon in my grave. He was a Butler guy too. I'm a big Butler basketball fan. So, but yeah, I agree with you. He's kind of past his leadership days. I feel like he is just so unhealthy all the time that it's just impossible for him to have a presence in a locker room like that. If I'm the Hornets and we're talking about blowing it up, blow the fucking building up. Yeah. Rid of everybody but LaMelo. That's probably the only person I would keep on that team right now. <laughs> Nate, I would make an argument for Terry, but that's just because I'm a, I'm a Terry fan. Yeah. He, he's not really contributing to winning basketball either. Well, and that's what I, I mean. Like, when I like, keep LaMelo, Terry belongs somewhere else. He should just be playing in a different organization. Like, yeah. if you're trying to build around somebody, keep LaMelo. Maybe keep Jalen McDaniels. He's young. Nick Richards just got drafted. You could keep him too. Yeah. Kyle Jones is there. He could be okay. But everybody else, like PJ Washington, get him out of there. Yeah. Like guys like that. Gordon Hayward. Uh that that um Australian guy that I sent you is his video, the fantasy guy. Um don't know why I'm blanking on his name, but he was saying that there's no reason for them to be playing Mason Plumley the way they're playing him when they yeah. have guys like Mark Williams who came in. Uh, yeah. uh, they have PJ. You know, there's no reason for them to be keeping a guy who's 27, 28 years old and playing him 30 plus minutes when they have the young guys and they are mm-hmm. as shitty as they are. They have no reason to be doing that. Plumley's but, getting 33 minutes a game. I mean, and I, I have I have Mason Plumley on my fantasy, so like, believe me when I say I don't want them to stop doing what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make sense as to why they're doing it. Yeah, I it really doesn't. I just think the whole organization's a mess. I mean, they brought in, brought back a head coach that they had fired before. That doesn't make much sense. Like, Mm-mm. I just it, it blow it up. Yeah, another I, I'd have to say my biggest disappointment this season is the Clippers. The Clippers, the the fact that they can't get Kawhi to play more than two games in a row before yeah, they yeah. test him. Uh, PG, he's been okay this season. Hasn't been fantastic, but he hasn't been awful. But then, you know what? BJ Boston is is one of your go not go to, but like you know, yeah. your breath hand fell off. Like Amir, yeah, Coffey's getting, Amir Coffey's getting minutes. Like 
yeah, they're playing John Wall 18, 22 minutes a game. You know, it. I get it. He hasn't played for two years, but at the same time, it's John Wall. Give him some touches. Let him let him get in there. <laughs> right. So I, I would have to say the Clips are a huge disappointment for me. I expected more. They're a disappointment for me too, but I also think they're one of those teams like they're easing Kawhi back into it. And yeah, it's a shame they haven't been able to get him playing back-to-backs, but once he is playing back-to-backs, if they go into the playoffs a five or a six seed, like they'll make some some noise for sure. You think so? I, I'm of the belief that they're cooked. They're not doing anything ever again. Really? Maybe they make it to playoffs, but they don't do shit once they're there. <sighs> I, I, don't I will, and it's okay. The point of this podcast is to say how we feel, and it's okay for us to disagree, and I will yeah. disagree with that one. I think – where they're sitting now, they're sitting in a spot where it could really take off towards the end of the season, get Kawhi back playing back-to-backs, get a guy like Nicholas Batum maybe back in the rotation, Marcus Morris, see if he can start producing again. I yeah. hate Reggie Jackson. I don't think he has any business being anywhere near an NBA franchise, in my opinion. I hate him. But I just Good. think I think down the line, I think they'll be all right. I think they'll – like I said, five or six seed going into the playoffs, they're going to upset somebody in the first round. Hey, I would love to see it. I'm I'm not by any means a, a Clippers hater. I would love to see them do it. Yeah. But what I have seen over since they made since they sold the farm to get Kawhi and PG, I don't know if I see it. I don't know if I see them doing anything. Yeah. They haven't really done anything with it so far, and that's it's just surprising. It's surprising because. Of what Kawhi did, like when he went to Toronto, they won a, a title. Yeah. But this roster is better than that, right? Maybe that that year they won. That was uh, Spicy P's first real year blowing up, wasn't it? That was the first year he's like all star, all that good stuff. Yeah. So, and same with Van Vliet. Both those guys, I, on paper, going into that season, the Raptors looked like kind of shitty. Plus, yeah. plus Kawhi. And you could argue Kyle Lowry. It was that's you know they didn't look amazing, but and in my opinion, I think the Sixers would have won that year if they didn't lose that game. Yeah, they look dangerous. So I don't know. I and I mean they played against the Warriors, right? Um. Oh. Uh... Raptors. Warriors. <laughs> Did you Pretty do magic? That's, that? that's when Clay got hurt. I might be off on that, but no, no, it is. It is. I'm I'm tripping. You're absolutely right. Okay. <laughs> you have me worried that KD, like, KD oh. got hurt that one too. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean that was kind no, of right. any team from the East that came out that year probably could have gotten that one, but I guess well, I could go ahead. Speaking of the Warriors, yeah. Do you see them do you ever see them winning again? With with who they have right now? Yeah, I do because it they're just in it's another year like it was not last year but the year before that. Yep. They just had some injury issues. They're trying to get Clay back on his feet, which he has recently, has actually been playing really well. I have him on my squad and he's been going off. Yep. Um Curry's had some issues. I think the young guys are, you know, getting their feet wet, trying to still figure it out. The whole Wiseman situation is weird to me. Um, yeah. Hopefully they get that figured out. I think he could still be a really good player in the NBA. I mean, he was yeah. the first 
I mean, he was a first overall pick. Like, yeah, no, but, people. I think people are sleeping on Wiseman. They're forgetting just yeah. how dominant he can be. Right, and I think Curry healthy, Clay healthy, Wiseman back, um, Kaminga. You know, they've got a lot of young guys with a lot of good talent. I just think give them one year, another good draft pick, and they're in the finals again. Really? Curry's just too good. And they've That's got true. like and they've got like a guy like like Dante DiVincenzo. He's there now. Like he's good. Jermichael Green's good. Moses Moody, he's all right. Yeah, he's good. Kevon Looney's like top ten in all star voting this year. Obviously, Is, that's, that's, man, that's, but like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's like he's a solid center. If you if you want a traditional center in the NBA today, Looney's your guy. Yeah, no argument so, here. Yeah, he looked great, especially in the finals. When it comes to a playoff situation, a guy like Looney, yeah, ask for anything better. Agreed. So that's why I think this year, no, I think someone from the East is going to take it this year. Yeah. Next year, I don't see why not. Okay. I I don't hate the Warriors, but yeah. I personally hope they never win another championship with this core in my lifetime. Like that would be <laughs> that's that would be, coming from a Celtics fan. We've we've just seen it so many times now and it's I I think it's time for somebody else to take up the mantle. Yeah. And I, it, that's fair. With the way it looks, it could be anybody. Yeah, the I've never seen so many teams just stacked to the gills the way we are right now yeah i think the celtics obviously have a very good chance of going back to the finals and winning it this time i will say if the nets can get full health if kd actually comes back in three weeks like he's supposed to that you should be a little worried about them (laughs) yeah i i agree it's um you know they they got schooled in the playoffs last year but i I don't think they were ready for a team to come in with that kind of cohesion and just dog them. They didn't see that coming. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, I mean, the Warriors are the only team in the NBA that can go championship, horrible championship. That's just, they're the only guys who can do it. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, shoot. I mean, we talked about a lot today on this episode. I I think, you know, this is a good start. Good first episode. It's going to be giving you guys weekly content. You know, the more comfortable we get in this, the more episodes we'll be putting out and maybe more than one a week and so on. But, you know, really appreciate all the listeners out there. If any, could be some random guy on the couch listening to us right now. Who knows? But not that guy. We're going to do our best to give you unbiased opinions and and facts and stats and fantasy updates. And, you know, hoping this will be a, a fun journey throughout the rest of the season. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, it was it was good talking, and uh, I I had a, had a blast doing this. So I, I'm definitely hoping we can get more going. Awesome. All right, we'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in.